Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am Dr. Samaria M. Covert. I'm the founder of Kingdom Creative Counseling. I'm a licensed therapist and published author, and I help people to get free spiritually, emotionally, and mentally free through Jesus Christ. Let's get going. Today, I'm really excited about our, um, our time today. I am going to talk about how to heal from a broken heart how to heal from a broken heart. Now, um, for those who don't know, you can probably tell by the introduction that I always give you biblical perspective. I believe that the ultimate truth is ultimately and only found in the word of God. And I believe that um, if we want to find the answers to life and to the, uh, the, the stress and the trauma and the hurt of life um, that is found in Christ Jesus through his word. And so uh, join me. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. All right. So scripture, I'm going to give you lots of scripture today, but I'm going to talk to you a little bit about obviously me and, um, and how I um, heal, have healed from a broken heart. Cause I put through a lot of things in my life. Don't let these degrees fool you, honey. Like she is gone, gone through some things. Okay. You know, so Psalm 34, Psalm 34. Now this is going to be from the, uh, the new living translation, I believe. And it says, verse 18, uh, Psalm 34, 18 says, the Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and saves such as a contrite heart. The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart. Now we know what a broken heart is, but let's humor me for a minute, right? When we talk about broken heart, we're not, he's not limiting, limiting it to a heart condition or cardiac condition. He's talking about a men- an, an emotional and a mental health and a, a, just a life thing where something happens and your heart has been broken. Can the church say, we have gone through some things that have broken our heart. Have you ever been betrayed? Have you ever been hurt by, by somebody that you loved and they stabbed you in the back? That is some pain. That is hurt, but that is an emotional hurt. And it says in verse 19, many of the affliction of the righteous. Watch this, y'all. Who, who, who experiences affliction? The righteous. The righteous. But the Lord delivereth them out of them all, not some, not on occasions, not a little bit, not just any old thing, all, all. And then verse 20, he guards his bones and not one of them is broken. He's not necessarily talking about, um, you know, you broke your arm, you broke your leg, you know, you, you <laughs> broke a rib. You understand what I'm saying? And you got to have a cast on. You're not saying that because, you know, Christians, we, you know, we, we have physical injuries. But it means you will not be at a broken state because of what uh, you have gone through because of that broken heart. All right. So let me just give you some pointers here uh, about how do we heal from a broken heart. And again, this is going to uh, be from a biblical biblical perspective and again as a licensed therapist I cannot I cannot cannot emphasize uh, the importance of seeing a licensed therapist a licensed therapist is not the same as a coach to deal with these types of issues but let's talk about how do we heal how do we heal um first point we got to understand there are some wounds that only God can heal listen there are some wounds that only God can heal. There are some levels of hurt that you will go through that had it not, and if it not for the healing power of God, you won't come out of it. And that is the truth. 
you know, I used to work inpatient. I used to work inpatient at a um, mental health hospital at long-term units or short-term units. I was in a long-term unit. And I saw people, I'm not, I don't, I can't say that they uh, had a, a broken heart, which, which caused them to lose their mind. But what I'm saying is that I saw people whose minds checked out. And I don't know what the entry point was, what the broken was, was it, what it, was it a purely mental health issue? But I am saying it is very possible to go through so much that your mind exits stage left. You can go through so many things that are damaging that if it not be for God and his healing power, you won't make it through. You know, I was telling God the other day, because I've gone through, I've gone through uh, some things, but um, even in this time, I believe, and I was saying, God, I'm grateful I'm grateful because you saved my life and you saved my life more than once. And when I say you saved my life, I'm not, I'm not referring to salvation alone, which is the ultimate salvation. I remember saying, God, I, I've gone through some things. And the fact that I'm alive and my mind is all the way together, nothing but the grace and the mercy and the healing power of God. So how do we heal? from this level level of a broken heart. One, we gotta bring our pain before the Father. Don't bring your fluff. Don't try to impress God with your idiosyncrasies and your and your and your words and your and, and your depth and your and your just say, God, I need your help. Sometimes you go through things and you don't know what to do, but call on the name of Jesus. The scripture talks about when we don't know what to do, the Holy Spirit, there's a groaning that happens on the inside of it that God hears. He hears our groanings. So we got to understand regardless of how hopeless it looks that, the, that, um, that there are some wounds that only God can heal. Point number two, forgiveness is healing. Now, I, I don't, don't hang up on me. <laughs> Don't stop watching. Uh, I'm just going to hit this one at critic because there's the other point. I wrote a book uh, years ago. You can find that at my website, www.samariacobra.com. Uh, I, I wrote a book called Healing the Heart Through Forgiveness. Uh, forgiveness can be, not be forced upon you. It is. Uh, it, it cannot be forced. But I'm telling you that when you choose to forgive, there is healing that takes place. Forgiveness is not uh, does not uh, release the offender uh, from the consequences of their actions. It does not do that. It releases you from the power of their actions, okay? And in the book, I mentioned some really powerful um, examples. Um, There's a young lady by the name of Immaculate. I never pronounced her last name because I butchered it. Her whole family was murdered. Nor the Tab of the uh, Rwandan Moor, and she ended up forgiving. And she talked about how forgiveness comes from a divine place. Um, there's another woman there who, who's, whose own son was murdered and she ended up embracing uh, the, the, the exact person who murdered her son and, 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 and helping him. Uh, there was another man there in that book that um, the, uh, there was a young teenager who killed his wife who was pregnant and their three children in a drunk driving accident. He forgave. Um, and so I cannot, I'm not, I'm not telling you that just for, or just forgive. I understand. And I truly, truly understand, not just from a biblical perspective or a Christian perspective. I understand from a human perspective, um, what, what the level of damage 
that you can experience and how forgiveness can heal you. Heal you. Now, I'm a, I'm, I'll talk with this in a minute. I'm of the, uh, of the persuasion that you cannot treat a child of God any old kind of way and get away with it, okay? But you have, you, you, you have a responsibility to forgive for you. I don't want to be what was done to me. I don't want to, I don't want the, the, the enemies that came against me and tried to stop me and set all kinds of manner of evil against me. I don't want them to have impact in my life and ruminating and thinking about, I don't want that. So I made a decision. I think that you should, I can't force it. I'm just telling you the benefits of it. Forgive for your sake so that you can move forward and not be living in bitterness or anger or resentment because of what someone else did. God will get them. Anyway, but going back to my first point where you have to bring your pain before the father, there's some levels of, of again, uh, forgiveness that you will not um, be able to truly walk into unless it is through the father. Now, again, somebody hits you, somebody, you know, tap you on your shoulder, laid at the Walmart, not being so nice to you. You understand what I'm saying? That ain't really that big of a deal. But I'm talking about when it's real, real. Sometimes you just got to want to be healed. Uh, so point number three, how to heal from a broken heart. Listen, don't seek revenge. Be quiet. Don't seek revenge. Be quiet. This is what the Lord had to tell me. He said, Samaria, shut up. Shut up. Shut up. I know who you are. You don't have to keep trying to, because I had, I'm not going to tell you what happened. I had some some, some things come, come against me. I mean, you know, I just, like I said, and I kept having to say, well, no, that's not me. I wouldn't have done it. That ain't even my character. And the more I try to explain myself, and this is true, the more you try to explain yourself and try to vindicate yourself, and it, that, it don't work. Because this is what I learned about people. When people have formalized an opinion about you, it really doesn't matter what you say. That is, that is their opinion. They will have that opinion. You can't tell them any different. You got to know who you are. You got to know who you are, but don't try to seek revenge. Don't try to, don't be on social media popping off at people trying to say, oh, this and that, and I got receipts on it. Don't try to do that because you make matters worse. Okay. God sees you. Don't try to explain yourself. It's only going to make it worse. If you have to set boundaries, but I promise you the goodness, God will have the final say. So don't try to, you know, it's, it's hard. It's hard because you want to call people a carpet. Like I know you did. Cause I know some people that I, I know you did this. I know you did that. I know you're saying this about me. We, we want to confront people. Like, why? You know what I'm saying? We want to understand sometimes the, the pathology. Like, why are you coming against me like that? I don't know you. You are lying. We want to vindicate ourselves. But I, I'm telling you, you have to allow God to be God. So be quiet. Don't. My mama told me this years ago. I said the last live. Don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. It simply means this. You do not have to, when you go to God over something, right? Let me tell you, God, when you go to God over your pain, he will give you a strategy, number one. He'll tell you who's really for you, who's really not for you. He'll tell you what to do next. You don't go, and I heard from God, this God told me, and you don't try to explain, well, I'm a person of God, and this and that, and I, you know, I try to do that. It'll all, everything hidden will come out until like, and it's hard when you're broken because you want, we want to, again, we want to, we want to talk about it. We want to have, we want it to be over. Sometimes that doesn't help. 
okay? Or trying to explain yourself to people who are committed to misunderstanding you. Now, let me pause for a cause here because again, y'all know I am the therapist. So I'm not saying don't go to therapy. <laughs> I'm saying the people that are coming against you or maybe have, if, it, if the broken heart comes from uh, persecution, you know what I mean? Like don't try to go to people and explain what happened. I do advocate again, therapy. Therapy, therapy. Go to therapy by a licensed what? Therapist, okay? That is not the same thing as a licensed coach, okay? Again, there's so many scriptures to talk with, but point number four, God said he will strengthen our hearts. God says he will strengthen your hearts. Now you can uh, reference Psalms 31, 24. God promises us that he will strengthen our hearts. And it talks about one of the scriptures how even young people get weary or exhausted. You can go through so much time at the time of the time when you start getting emotionally exhausted. Yeah, you're physically exhausted, but you're emotionally, you're emotionally exhausted. Like, oh, I just can't do it no more. My pastor from in Maryland, I have, uh, for those who know, I'm originally from Maryland. I've been in North Carolina about, you know, a couple, 14, 15, you know, was it 14 years? I don't know, maybe 13 years. I don't, I don't quite remember. Um, but my pastor in Maryland, he said, whenever a soldier is getting ready to go to, to go to war, right? He may first start off with vigor and fight and strength, right? But he keeps fighting this war long enough. Eventually, he starts getting weary. He starts getting uh, uh, worn down because he's exerting energy and it's, it's starting to wear him down. There's something that we go through in life that and some of the hurt is so real that we just get weary. And we got um, um, mentally, we may be okay. Sometimes mentally, we may, we may not be okay, but mentally, we may be okay. But that weariness, that kind of exhaustion steps in when we're sitting there like, oh, Jesus, I don't know if I can make it. But God says, huh? God says that he will strengthen your heart. That's a simple prayer. God, I'm in a situation. I don't know how I'm going to get out of it. You've already given me your word, but I need you to strengthen my heart. <laughs> we all had that breaking point, right? We do. We just do. I've gone through some things and I had to say, God, I need to respond in a Christian-like manner, but I am so beyond hurt and I'm so immensely emotionally exhausted. I don't have the capacity in me to fight or to be what I'm supposed to be, which is a Christian. I need you to strengthen my heart so that I can be uh, a Christian that is led by the spirit. Because let's be clear, people can poke at you and poke at you and poke at you and poke at you and do stuff to you, do stuff to you. And the minute you, the, and you, you save now, but the minute you pop off, <laughs> that's all see i knew that was always in it that's why you said boundaries people that's that's a different topic oh i did do a lot of my healthy boundaries so um go to my youtube channel make sure you subscribe y'all but go back there and also you can like review that as well okay so i'm not saying you have to allow people over and over and to continue to do the same thing over and over or put up with toxicity or put up with toxic relationships what i'm saying is that people can do so, so much some of the some of the most meanest stuff right and then you don't respond. You let them go. You go your way. I go my way. We ain't got to be really friends. But the minute you respond in, uh, in a fleshly manner, then I say, oh, see, I knew it. I told y'all she was really that, 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 that. 
not understanding the full story that, that they was an antagonistic person kept coming for you. And I said, God, this situation hurts me so bad. Like I need you to strengthen my heart because I refuse to get people who are my enemy, who have proven themselves to be my enemy, who are jealous of me. I refuse to give them power over me to respond out of character of who I am. Mm, I felt like that was good. Go ahead, girl. Thank you, girl. <laughs> ah, yes, God. Anyway, remember, listen, remember where God has brought you from. Remember, there's a scripture, I believe, is in De- uh, Deuteronomy 28, when God was getting ready to take the people of Israel into the promised land, and he gives them certain instructions, and he said, remember. Sometimes when you're in a situation that's broken your heart, or um, you're being persecuted, or you don't know what to do, it's just simple. Just remember the other times in the past. Remember the times when you didn't know what you're going to do, or you didn't know where you were going to go, or you didn't, you remember, just take, take, put yourself in remembrance of what God has done. Put yourself in remembrance. Obviously, you got to put God in remembrance of, the, of, of his word. That means you pray his word. He, he remembers his word, but you pray it. <laughs> um, but you got to remember. Like I was, I was, um, uh, so I'm applying for a different program, right? And so I'm not going to tell you the program that it is. I hopefully, you know, Lord, we, we declare it and decree in your favor, right? So anyway, I was going back through a part of this thing that I had applied for. I had to go back oh, and look back over like documents that I've written, the stuff that I've written, like maybe, um, gosh, maybe even 15 years ago. It's crazy. I still have files from it. But I was looking back and I remember um, writing these things. I remember how I've, I've improved significantly as a writer than I have been 15 years ago. Trust me. Anyway, but I remember looking through that stuff and I was thinking, I remember, it, just, it just kind of jogged my mind back to the, the person that I was then in my 20s, what I was going through and how I did not do things um, I didn't do things to the fullest, fullness of my capacity because I didn't believe in myself. That's a whole word. I did not believe in myself. And so I was looking through paperwork and I was like, I understood this, but why would I write it, write it that way? Why didn't I fix that? Why didn't I do that? And so for some reason that was a trigger and, and it reminded me of the person that I was so many years ago, maybe 20 years ago. And I was thinking, God, you have brought me from a mighty long way. I'm not that little girl that's uncertain or that's full of fear. I am intelligent. I know who I am. The person that I am today, I'm 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 not full of pride, like in a negative sense, but I am proud uh, in a hum- in a humble sense of where God has brought me from. And what he has helped me to accomplish. But the point I make with all that is that it that memory, looking through those all old documents and 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 uh and just looking, it, it reminded me of the goodness of God. That this this girl who didn't believe that she could accomplish anything. And I had to start praising God in the midst of my circumstance because that jogged the memory. Then that jogged the memory. How did I didn't know I was going to do this? How I didn't know I was going to do that? How I moved to North Carolina on my own. I was so scared. And how God spoke to me here. And I, had, I saw my old, um, uh, one document that I had, I saw my old address, okay? I, had, I used to live in Cary. Hadn't lived in Cary a good, probably eight, nine years, you know? 
um, and I saw my old address. So just seeing my old address. And I looked up and I was thinking, wow. Because that brought memories of, the, of that. Um, and I saw pictures of myself. You know what I'm saying? I'm a little bit bigger, but mind your business. We working on it. But I, I was a lot bigger because I lost a whole bunch of weight. Then I you know, gained it back. But that's, that's a different story for a different time. We working on it. Mind your business. Anyway, so but I remember like I was smaller, but I was very broken. Very broken. And just all these remember. And I'm, I'm looking at God I'm like, God. You have completely transformed my life. You have completely transformed my entire life. You have molded me into somebody that I can be proud of. And so I just begin to thank God. I was just, you know, I talk to God more than I talk to anybody. I just do because I'm, you know, I'm, a, you know, I live alone. You know, don't be showing up at my house because I, I ain't for all that. Uh, I'm, you know, a single woman. So I interact with people, but you know, it's COVID and I've become a lot more isolated because of COVID and everything's like telehealth and all that kind of stuff now. So whatever. Um, but even so God is, God is truly everything to me. I am fully aware of who God is. So I'm, I can be in the grocery store just talking, Oh God, did you see that? And my car just going. So anyway, so I'm just talking to God and I just thought, wow, I was so broken. But look where God has brought me from. And I'm so grateful. But me just sitting back thinking about that, that was God. I mean, I was just, anyway, let me not, that's point number five. We have a few more points. But just take a minute and remember, if you, I keep journals. I have journals since a child that good, I mean, good. Over 30 years. Wait a minute. I ain't gonna tell y'all how old I am, wait a minute. There's almost, I have journals, y'all, I have journals that are almost 30 years old. So that's when I started, I started, started writing in a journal and I, I have been big old bins. I need to go get some kind of a locker, safe haven, cause I, you know, anyway, but sometimes I go back and I look over that young girl that was in some of the stuff I wrote. Child, wait a minute. So just take inventory. If you have to write it out, just, just jog your mind. What has God done? Where have I, what have I done? Where, where was I? Yes, I've accomplished things. Well, you can accomplish things to be broken. But the person that I was when I was 20, 21, God is faithful. I never thought I'd be alive. Alive. I'm a little bit bigger, but I look a lot better. I mean, I look a hundred times better. Okay, and I have pictures to prove it, but I will not be posting them. <laughs> Maybe one day. <laughs> uh, point number six, don't give your power, or don't give the enemy your power. The scripture talks about in Ephesians 4, 26, be angry and sin not. Anger is a natural emotion. We're taught uh, sometimes in certain circles, in certain circles of Christianity, we're, taught, we're not supposed to be angry. You know, you're just supposed to smile about everything, but there's sometimes you're going to be angry, okay? Uh, don't curse nobody out. You understand what I'm saying? No, you want to, don't fight nobody. Don't, don't say, well, since you read, let, let's get it. You know what I'm saying? The Bible says you can be angry and sin not. Now, when you do, again, you submit that anger to God, okay? Submit that anger to God because God don't play about me. He don't play about you. But be angry 
and sin not. Don't just let the sun go down on your anger. Figure out something to do to release the anger. But don't, you can be angry, but don't sin uh, because you got angry. You can't say, well, you made me and they pushed me to the brink. No, you, you know, you, you can be angry, but you ain't got to be pushed to the brink. Okay, and there's things that you can do to stop that from, from moving forward. Remember, listen, I promise you it's so true. Remember, God will render vengeance. Because he don't, like I said, God don't play about me. When you love God, when you love God for real. Isaiah 54, 11 says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue, what's that? A tongue that, that, that rises up against you, God will condemn. Now, there are certain areas of brokenhearted that is not necessarily related to a person. Maybe someone passed away. Maybe, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't always mean that it was a, someone coming against you. Um, but for those who do experience enemies and haters and people gossiping on, remember, let me, shut up. Don't try to explain yourself. But God, another scripture says, uh, vengeance is mine. I will repay. Listen, I know people that came against me uh, and claim all of these, claim to be saved. I don't, now listen to me. I don't care I saved you all. I don't care I sanctified you all. The Bible says, you know them by their fruit. Now my Holy Ghost, y'all, my Holy Ghost, uh, convicts me when I when I mistreat people do something wrong I go to you and apologize sometimes I apologize if I haven't done nothing now I'm not the pillar of righteousness you know what I mean like I like you gotta live by by my standard no live by the standard of the word of God but I am of the of, of the persuasion that you cannot it's something about somebody's spirit when they claim to be of Christ cold scriptures in the name of Jesus the blood of Jesus cold scriptures God getting ready to bless me you run around church shout and you'd have done somebody dirty you don't come back. You don't sound really sorry. No, don't worry about it. What happens is because people don't see the vengeance part right away, or the consequences of their actions right away. They think it's fine. They got away with it. Sometimes they so crazy. They think it's God. And scripture talks about there's some people who, who will persecute you and think, and they think they're doing the will of God persecuting you. Now, Saul was a, 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 a prime example of that. Y'all know apostle, uh, excuse me. Not, yeah, he was Saul. He, he became Paul. But uh, at the time when he was Saul, his name changed for those who um, are, you know, not Bible readers. Hopefully you, you get there. So Apostle Paul was originally Saul. So, but Saul had a, a uh, I want to use the word conviction. What's the word? Zeal. He had a zeal to persecute Christians, right? He had a real zeal for that. He thought he was doing the right thing. Uh, because according to law of uh, the law of, of, of Moses, anyone who blasphemed God was to be taken out of the camp and, um, and stoned, right? So that's in essence what he was doing because he assumed Christians were blaspheming God. He did, they didn't believe in Christ and him being uh, died on the cross. So if you don't believe in God died on the cross and you uh, saying you serve this, this, uh, a man who died and, and and you think that he is now he was God, which he, we know he he we know he was, but y'all get what I'm saying. He literally thought that he was doing the will of God when he was persecuting and signing off on the persecution and the murder of Christians. Okay, God got a hold of him, and he, he had a domestic road experience. So the point I make with all that sometimes people can generally think that they're doing the will of God.
There are people who need a, who, who God will get a hold of them and give them. And that doesn't have to mean the same thing as Paul, but jump, who jumpstart them and shock them away to be like, no, no, you're not doing God's will. What you said and what you are doing is not God's will. That's why you shut up, shut up, shut up. So I'm trying to explain to them. I said, well, God said to me, God knows how to get a hold of people. He will render vengeance. Now, Paul had a choice. Paul could say, oh, I don't, I'm going to do what I'm going to do anyway. He wouldn't have became Apostle Paul. He wouldn't have wrote. You see what I'm saying? So people still had the, what I'm saying is, even after people had this experience, they still had the power of choice. There's some of you under the sound of my voice. People have come against you and they literally think that they're doing the will of God. And God is going to give him a give them a Damascus, a Damascus road experience. Okay, God will fight for you. And if you receive that, is that if that is your situation, just say amen. All right. Point number eight. Listen, pray, praise, meditate, and go to therapy. Again, you got to pray. Keep bringing. Sometimes, again, you you know what needs to be done, but it hurts so bad. The the brokenness hurts so bad that um. You got to keep praying about it. It's not like a one time, Lord, help me. When you're in a situation, you really got to pray, Lord, help me. And I've had a situation where I had to go to God. God answers me and I go to God again. But God, did you really say? Because you you, you feel like you got it together and then another area something else happens. You're like, oh God, now Lord, keep praying. Praise God. You know what I love to do I'm, uh, in my home right now? Um, but I have my, 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 google and i will I, and i had access to any music i want i'll just start playing um music and worship music and i just i'll just begin to praise god okay and i begin to worship him i love naomi rain just let just let set the atmosphere in your home meditate on scripture meditate not now i'm not talking about this new age kind of uh what is it buddhism type of come inside yourself and feel the grass feel the heart no, that's true. I'm not talking about that foolishness. I'm talking about meditating. The scripture does not tell us meditation is wrong. It tells what we ought to meditate on. Meditate on the word of God. Meditate on uh, the goodness of God. Meditate on these things, okay? And obviously coming to therapy. Coming to therapy, I promise you, it'll change your whole life. It'll change your life. And, I, and I've said this before, but it, it, it bears repeating. And I heard it from some point, someone else. I just don't know who said it, so I can't giving them credit but says oftentimes people go to therapy to go to therapy to deal with people who refuse to go to therapy will he do it yes he will all right psalm 35 and 36 are really good even 37 but but uh, a good scripture just to read okay oh psalms in general because david had so many brokenness not areas of broken but he had so many people coming against him we'll talk about that in our next live but he really knew how to worship God in the midst of all that. I love uh, one of my favorite folks in the Bible, one of them. Okay. Point number nine, continue to see God for further instructions. You know, you can say, God, why am I going through this? Is it something I've done wrong? Did I not hear you correctly? Uh, are you tell, Are you realigning me? Am I experiencing this because my season is up here? You know, did I do something wrong? So seek God further. And is this the judgment of God or is, is God really trying to transition me into another level? 
It's God trying to prepare me for my next. And I got to be able to handle the weight of the glory of that situation. Why am I experiencing this? And God will, will tell you, sometimes it's not always because you've done something wrong. Sometimes it's because you're in the right place at the right time. And God is getting ready to release some things into your life. And you got to really be prepared for that. All right. Point number nine and point number 10 is remember God's hand in it all. Even if it feels like God is not there, God is there. Uh, Romans 3, 5 says, for we glory in tribulation. Glory in tribulation, Samaria, glory in tribulation. Um, that tribulation produces, my tribulation is producing. So I'm, not just, if, if, I'm not just going through because I'm going through. Now, sometimes we go through things that we just made real bad decisions. Come on, y'all, let the church say amen. Sometimes you just, it's a bad decision. Sometimes you wanted that man or you wanted that woman. And God said that wasn't the person I had for you, but you wanted to do what you want to do. Now you're in a whole situation. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when God, when God is preparing you for something. So it says we also, we glory in what tribulations, trials, uncertainties, persecution, knowing that tribulation produces what perseverance and perseverance produces character and character hope and to fulfill your assignment you gotta have perseverance you gotta have godly character you gotta lead through integrity and the only way god can prepare you for that the only way you can do that is if you are properly prepared let's read this now um the bible talks about we will suffer as christians uh, first peter i'm not going to read all of it because we are running out of time um, but just, just a little bit, it says suffering for being a Christian. It is first Peter four, 12 through 19. Like I said, I'm not going to read the whole verse, but you can read it on your own time. It said, dear friends, don't be surprised at the fiery trials you're going through as if something strange were happening to you. So don't be saying, oh my, what in the world is this happening? What? Don't be surprised. I got to read that again. Mm, mm, mm. That's good to my soul. Don't be surprised at the fiery trials fiery trials, excuse me, you are going through as if something strange will happen to you. That's mo when we go through trials, ain't that, ain't, ain't that what we think? Why am I, this is, I'm going through this. Why? And you, like, you shocked. Why am I, I'm a good person. I pay my tithes. I go to church on Sunday. I, I treat people the way I want to be treated. We think we're not supposed to go through anything because we're Christian. Well, newsflash, ding, 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 ding. You're going to go through things because you're a Christian. Watch this. Instead, be very glad. Glad? Glad. For these trials make you partners with Christ in his suffering so that you will have wonderful joy of seeing his glory when it is revealed to all the world. If you are insulted, verse 14, because you bear the name of Christ, you will be blessed for the glorious spirit of God rests upon you. See, everybody wants the anointing. They don't want the, uh, everyone wants a platform. They don't want the process. You know, we got a nice post on Facebook and I say it and, it, you know, you can feel free to be offended and, you know, unfriend me, whatever, block me. I don't, you know, I don't really care, but we got people who have opinions, no power, don't have a prayer life. You, de you definitely don't read the Bible and got all these opinions, sounded all kind of crazy. Just all, and this is why I have a love-hate relationship with Facebook in particular. Like I'm, I'm, I'm getting into Instagram. I like Instagram. Um. I'm okay with Facebook. I think I want to take out my personal page and just transfer everything over to my business page because the level of stupidity and pure and utter ignorance that people post, I'm just like, what? What? 
opinionated sound all kind of I'm gonna read you what a what a what a what a put because it, it it's <laughs> I thought it was fairly good. Hold on, y'all. I was like, what? The level of pure and utter ignorance. Like in my generation, I, I'm not old, but dang, my generation, we had some respect. You know, this generation. I'm not saying all of y'all, I'm just saying some of y'all. I'm just like, what the hold on. I was reading, I listened to Pastor um, YPJ a little bit earlier. Okay. So this is what I wrote. <laughs> what sums up this generation? Opinions, no power. Bold, no authority. Presumptuous, that means you talk beyond your level of experience. You, you just keep talking. You use all these opinions and you, you sound stupid. You sound very ignorant. Presumptuous, no ability to affect real change. So we all talk about someone and doing absolutely nothing. If you're not doing anything to change your neighborhood life, the people around you, shut up about people who are. Anyway, gifted, no anointing, because gifting and anointing is not the same thing. No spiritual resume, but always got an opinion. I cannot stand people who got an opinion about everything. You are, I mean, I just be sitting back like, really, did you just, I, see, sometimes when you mature and you walk in wisdom, you just know how to shut up. Like, that ain't my business. I don't know that. That, that, that had not been my experience. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to tell a grown person that I don't have a context for how they ought to do that, how they live their life. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell my pastor how to be a pastor because I'm not a pastor. You understand what I'm saying? Now, I can tell somebody how to be a therapist because I'm a therapist. Anyway, no spiritual resume, but always in some. You, 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 I mean, passive observer, but no real spiritual authority to change anything. They don't know God. They know how to talk and offended about everything. Convinced. But no conviction of the Holy Spirit. Come on, sir. I know that's a whole message. And I don't really care who's offended. But um, that is, I mean, this is just like there's there's a level of wisdom. I just let me not. I'm going to tangents. Well, I but see when I was I was growing up, I, I was just taught to respect. I was taught I could agree with somebody, but my opinion did not when I was around a bunch of grown folk, I didn't as a child. You stay in your place because that's not your business. Like, you understand what I'm saying? I learned respect. I learned I can be around people who I, who I don't agree with, right? I don't agree with everything, but I can still hear you and I just don't agree. We can have a discussion. We cannot have a discussion. I, it ain't no hard feelings. I ain't popping my butt, 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 and I got all this attitude and, and disrespect. We just don't agree. Child, these people, they just, they just, they need to go to see a therapist now maybe not me but somebody because there's that's 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 a spirit of rebellion anyway i went off on a tangent <laughs> all right we're almost done so it says god allows his pain to produce something listen listen I, and, and for the sake of time but i did a, a another sermon a couple of years ago called um um i think brokenness to bless or something like that anyway but i but in the in the text when i uh, um talked i was talking about how god produces oil olive oil um uh, come from olives and the crushing that has to take place so we confuse gifting with anointing because someone can sing well they can preach well, they can prophesy call your name you understand word of knowledge you're gonna have it and it's come to pass but jezebel can technically prophesy 
period. You understand what I'm saying? Demons can prophesy. Demons are spiritual beings. It does not mean that you are operating by the spirit of God. But anyway, but I learned about the crushing of olives to make and eventually come in and, and, and produce olive oil, which is a representing of the anointing. But the only way you get from olive to the to the to the olive oil, which is representing of the anointing, is through crushing. And not a run one time crushing, a series of crushing. And after they get they crush it once, they get to, it turned into a paste and they put it back and they crush it again. And then they do something else and they put it back and they crush it again until it is ready to be used. Listen to me. You got to know this as it relates to a broken heart. Could it be? Could it be? That the reason why you go through what you've gone through, Jesus, is because you are anointed and God has to crush you so he can position you to be, we got enough fakers. We got enough people who I put on Facebook who want to teach the word, but don't want to live it. We got all kinds of people starting businesses and, 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 and starting programs and all these things, but don't want to submit to the process. What I do is not just have a business. What I do is a ministry. But I realized that it wasn't just getting degrees, and, and I, I thank God for that, I'm not against that, but it was the crushing that positioned me to be anointed. So when you experience brokenness, even in the pain of it, and when your heart is crushed and broken, no, I am going through this because God is preparing me to operate as a true saint, not a faker, not an opinionated person with no power, not someone who has fake authority. Have you, that's why these people, you know, you got your sage and your beads and your and and your uh, and your and your, your tumors and, and and your horoscopes because y'all ain't got the real Holy Spirit. Because if we got the real Holy Spirit, everything shifts. You ain't got to play these little silly games and incorporate them because you you gotta incorporate th these things to, to to help your spirit because you don't have the real Holy Spirit. And I said that, and I'm not taking it back. Let's keep moving. So there is an anointing that you got to get to. And anointing is not jumping and shouting, running around. It's going to happen in 21 days, but that's really great. Anointing, power, authority. And at the end of the day, I want God to say, well done. So you can accomplish great things in life, great ministry, great prophetic words, all these things. And God said, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you. So a positional platform does not equate to the anointing. It doesn't matter how many people like you. You can have the world like you, the world like you, and God is not impressed. As a matter of fact, I was thinking about this years ago. I was a couple, maybe five, six years ago. God be speaking to me, y'all. He, he do. And um, I was sitting out there thinking about this this uh, individual who is uh, very, very well known. Every time I turned on my, because um, I only watch television, but every time I turn on my phone, this person is speaking here, speaking there, and speaking there, and I, and I, you know what? I'm not mad or anything. I just it's an observation because God will speak through your thoughts. I was like, wow, uh, such and such must be really anointed. He is everywhere. And God corrected me so because I heard his voice. I'm not impressed by platforms. Okay. <laughs> no much. I wasn't praying and God, I was just, I thought it. I thought it. 
<laughs> I'm not impressed by platforms just like that. I said, oh, you're right. God is not impressed by the same things people are impressed by. And so you can say something real snappy and cute and post on Facebook and everybody be like, oh, they'll give you a little thumbs up. Girl, you said that. I, God said, well, really? That's what you, that's what you really think? Okay. I'm not impressed by that. You can have millions of people on your social media. You have millions of people on your YouTube who subscribe to you. You can have, you can go all around the world speaking to all kinds of platforms. God's not impressed by that. He doesn't care about that. God is impressed by the person that will pursue his heart and that submits to the process of being mature. Okay, uh, we're almost done, y'all. We're running out of time. Remember, you will be hated. Remember, you will be hated. And we're going to talk a little bit more about this in our next session, but in our next live, but it says um, John 15, 18 through 27. I'm not going to read this, maybe the first two verses, but it's really, really good. But so the reason why I want you to understand that you will be hated is because when you understand you're going to be hated and why you're going to be hated, it kind of gives you context for why you're going through what you're going through. And it's not devastating your whole life and you're ready to give up throwing the towel because you, because you got haters. You understand what I'm saying? These people that post on social media, we got haters. People don't like me. Haters, 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 haters. They ain't really know the child. They're just immature because the Bible says you going to be hated. Why? The Bible says, uh, John 15, 18 through 27. I'm only going to read the first couple of verses. 18, if the world hates you, remember, it hated me first. That's what God, that's what Jesus said. If you say you belong to God, they hated Jesus. So if the world would love you as one of its own, excuse me let me read that again the world would love you as one of its own if you belong to it but you no longer are part of the world i chose you to come out of the world so why therefore it hates you do you remember verse 20 what i said a slave is not greater than his master since they persecuted me naturally they will persecute you and if they had to listen if and if they had listened to me they wouldn't listen to you so sometimes people don't want to listen to you they wouldn't listen to God. The people that are opposing you are, in essence, they would oppose God if, if Jesus, if he was still here. I mean, if he was physically here, he's here, but you know what I mean? Y'all know what I'm trying to say. They will do this to you because of me, for they have rejected the one who sent me. Now, again, I'm going to stop right there. That was, I stopped at verse 21, but remember, you want to read on to verse 27. It'll give you context. But I love, and I have to give you this, um, verse 26 says, but I will send you the advocate, the spirit of truth, and he will come from the father. And he will testify about me. When you have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, you don't have to be what was done to you. You don't have to allow the bitterness and the anger and the resentment and the unfairness of it all to impact you. The Holy Spirit, again, going back to what I said at the beginning, he'll give you the power to overcome it. Remember, you will be hated. Now, don't let anyone, last few things, separate you from God's love. Don't let anything separate you from God's love. God does not separate from us. We separate from him by what we go through. We start saying, oh God, why am I going through what I'm going through? And then we feel separated. When you feel fear and anxiety, you feel separated from God, even though you're technically not. So uh, Romans 8, 35 through 39, not gonna read all of this uh, for the sake of time, but verse 35, says, can anything ever separate us from God's love? Does it mean he no longer loves, loves us if we have tr uh, trouble or calamity and or persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? Does that mean, again, um, the answer is no. Again, no, despite all the, uh, in spite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ Jesus who loved us 
us. I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. And again, um, that is Romans 8, 35 through 39. I only read you a few verses, but read that or that'll bless you. Nothing, nothing. Just because people come against you, just because you experience broken heart, just because that person left or that divorce happened, or they no longer love you because people changed their mind about you does not mean that God has changed his mind about you. Okay. So don't let it separate you from God's love. As a matter of fact, let it draw you closer to God's love because there's healing ointment in God's love. All right, verse 13, make an intentional decision to not become what was done to you. And that's, a, that's a decision that you have to make over and over and over again. I say that kind of fast, so I'm gonna say it again. Make an intentional decision not to become what was done to you. And that's hard. It sounds simple, but sometimes when something came against you, when the broken stuff came against you, when the divorce happened, when the relationship broke up, when the family member betrayed you, if we're not careful, we'll, be, we'll become the thing. And guess what? What you've gone through does not define you. It can either make you bitter or it can make you better, but it can't, make it, it can't be both. You have to make a decision. It sounds hard to say that, but you got to make a decision. All right, again, set healthy boundaries. Uh, me and a, a friend did a live called Toxicity. And I'm also, did, I think I did part two by myself. Um, but guess what? You can set healthy boundaries. You do not have to be around toxic people. If the persecution, not the persecution, we're talking about the broken heart that came from something. Some people that are not a part of your life, and that's okay. Um, the Bible talks, the scripture talks about how can two walk together unless they are in agreement. Sometimes God has to reveal people who are not for you so that you know that you got to move forward. And how can two walk together if we're not in agreement? If we're not in agreement, you have to go your way. I got to go my way. It ain't a problem. We just are not uh, online. Okay. And that's okay. We have outgrown this relationship. That is okay. All right. Keep praying. I'm praying for you. All right. Any other questions you guys have, uh, you can shoot me a quick email or visit my website, www.samaricobra.com. Also visit the YouTube because most uh, other things I say build upon the other. Okay. So www.samaricobra.com is my website. www uh, Kingdom Creative Counseling is uh, the name of my private practice or www.trainingchristianleaders.com. Com, uh, is the name of my um, my other organization. I've had a few people reach out to me in regards to speaking engagements or podcast interviews or things of that nature. Shoot me a quick email. Uh, go to my website and just hit, hit click on the contact um, and we will be good to go. And again, like, comment, and subscribe if you're watching this via YouTube. And next week, we'll have another one. We're going to be talking about a little bit more about how to deal with persecution. All right. God bless you. And oh, there's going to be another. I am actually right after this. Um, for those who are watching the playback on YouTube, you may not see it, but I'm being interviewed by another podcast um, uh, business on local business owner in regards to the work that I do. And so if you're watching this via Facebook, um, check that out. I think it's right after the, about 7 8 o'clock. All right. And um, see y'all later. Bye.